This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If they expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing... I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. Hello and welcome back to the Oak Road Hatter podcast ahead of game week 10 in the Premier League. It is Aston Villa next for the Hatters, helping me dissect this game, helping me preview this in a bit more detail is Jamie Castle. Jamie, how are you getting on? Yeah, really good. It's a bit a bit alien to preview a Sunday Sunday game on a Tuesday. It feels like it's ages away, um, but no, looking forward to it. It's, um, one of the grounds this season that I haven't done, so looking forward to ticking off Villa Park, one of those sort of legendary English stadiums. Um, so I can't wait for the Sunday. Yeah, Sunday kickoff. Um, I believe it's our first Sunday kickoff of the season. So uh, that's yeah. yeah, I think it is. I can't think of any other one yep. that's come on a Sunday that's fallen on a Sunday yet. So uh, let's see what our Sunday record has in store for us. <laughs> We face an Aston Villa side that have been banging form recently, but let's start with a little bit of Luton talk, Jamie. We've shown shown a fair amount of resilience away from home um, after those first two games where, you know, we were, we keep saying this, adapting to the Premier League, adapting to being in the toughest division in the world. Since then, we've been very competitive in all games, but, but especially away from home to, to some of the games we've, we've had. Um, we mentioned Everton because that's our only win, but still to go to Everton as a, a recently promoted club and take all three points. Um, I think that their form of recent shows that it was actually a very good three points. And then obviously to fight back in the, the manner we did on, on Saturday against Nottingham Forest side, who 
in a similar vein to, to Aston Villa, and we'll get on to Villa themselves, have shown really, really impressive home form. So that, that kind of resilience, that kind of um, bounce of back ability that we've displayed is fantastic to see. Yeah, without a doubt. And um, it's it's. I think this Sunday is going to be a fantastic, I guess, marker in terms of how, how far we've come just in what is a, a nine-game season. It's, it's the first real big test that I would say compared to like a Brighton and Chelsea way that in terms of the, the, the games that opened the season since then as you say we've done Everton away we've done the Forest away two very, two very good in the grand scheme of things in terms of results away performances Everton themselves beat Villa away and okay we'll be in the cup but beat Villa away um, and it's it's that marker now in terms of we're going away to an Aston Villa side who that there's always that team in a Premier League season, it seems, that you think could break into the top four. And it, it, I feel like Aston Villa is the team this season. It was Brighton last year and it, it, it's Villa this year. Um, so it, it's going to be a really good sort of, I guess, marker to see how how far we've progressed. I think we definitely have, have progressed. It's a bit chalk and cheese for me in terms of that that team that's set up at, at the Amex on that that early August afternoon. Um, compared to now we're in, in the depths of October, it's going to be... BST to GMT on Sunday, so um, yeah, over a, a sort of a two-month two spell, it's going to be really, really interesting just to see how how we set up, switch from a back five to a back four. It seems like now, um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's it, it's an enjoyable part of the season, and we do finally feel like a Premier League side. And you look at the clubs that are below us, there's been struggles for, for obviously Sheffield United and Burnley to adapt. I think um, Burnley performance, um, they're catching pelters after after their display against Brentford. Um, obviously, Sheffield United have had their struggles this season. Um, even Bournemouth down there really, really struggling. But we're, we, we can be happy with what we've seen. We can be happy from the progress that we've seen. And, and rightfully, we, we sit outside those bottom three places. Yeah, and I think it's really frustrating in terms of that Burnley performance because I think if we were to come away from that with with a result, even a point, we we I think we could say without a doubt we are the best of the three promoted sides, and I think it's difficult to say that now given that we lost at home to Burnley. Um, but I think in terms of the consistency over a nine game spell, I think yeah we are we are definitely the better of the three and. All that talk pre-season, as as we mentioned, I don't want to go into into too into too much de- de- detail. But in terms of Derby's record and us sort of really not it's not standing a chance, we are actually as we expected, re- really fight, fighting above our weight and and really making a mark and saying no, we, we really can stay up. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be good. We've got as you say, we've got three. Three very much Premier League games in terms of the in terms of the next three. You don't get much more Premier League than than, than the next three on our fixture list. Um, and it's just an exciting it's an exciting time, right? It's it's exactly what we wanted in terms of being in this league. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's tough. I think coming into that 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 game of that that, that five game spell in terms of like the Wolves and Everton game, you were almost a little bit nervous in terms of why right, we, we actually really, really need to get some points now. Um, but we've come for a bit. Okay, didn't get as many points as, as we had wanted right at the start, but enough to see us outside the bottom three. And you're now entering into this little three-game spell where actually you, you, we're fairly relaxed and any point is a bonus point. Um, 
So I'm just, just really excited. You've got Villa Park, Liverpool at home and Old Trafford away. He's just, he can't get much better than that, can it? We didn't know we're in the Premier League, I'm sure. After this three-game spell, us Luton fans will fully know. Let's talk Villa. They are sitting fifth. They've got 19 points from, from nine games so far. Over that, that two-point-per-game um, kind of margin. 23 goals scored with 13 goals conceded. They're the second-highest scorers in the division. Um, and then let us hone in on that that really impressive home record. So this season, of course, it's, it's four wins from four. 17 goals scored, three goals conceded. And when you look at their, their winning run, um, stretching that to, to last season, it goes to 11 in, in the Premier League. I think there's a couple more in there maybe from, from cup competitions, but they have been absolutely relentless and solid and everything you want your home ground to be. Um, Villa Park has been that so far this season. Yeah, they're... They're in incredible form. I think under Unai Emery, he got a lot of stick with his time at Arsenal, but he showed through his stints in Spain how good a manager he was in terms of Europa League and 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 in the Liga in general. He's come into Villa, and I think there was a few doubters in terms of some very English centric media opinions in terms of well, he didn't do too great at Arsenal. So what's to say he's going to, he's going to do great at Villa? But he's um yeah he's you can safe to say he's quashed those. Those opinions, 11, 11 straight league home wins. You don't get much better than that in terms of in, in front of your own fans. And you'd forgive a sort of a fan of Aston Villa walking up on Sunday thinking, well, it's going to be an easy three points. You, you, you can't debate that as a Luton fan. Um, their system's different. You, you don't really see many teams in terms of set up start with like a 4-4-2, a 4-2-4. It's different. It's, it's interesting. Um, a centre forward in Ollie Watkins who is far and away the, the second best English striker behind the world-class Harry Kane. They've got quality all over the pitch. They've got a, a, solid, a solid sort of central pair. Um, and yeah, as I said, right at the top, there's that, that team each season that that seemingly has a chance of breaking into the top four. And, and this year for me is Aston Villa. They've recruited really well. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of away tests, it's as tough as you can get. And you said off air, it's probably for me the toughest of, of the next three. I think Liverpool at home, okay, albeit doing really well, world-class player in Mo Salah, coming to Kenny, really difficult. But it's in front of the in front of our, of our own fans, and you you do you back yourself and try and get something. And Old Trafford, you go there with absolutely no pressure whatsoever, and they're, they're definitely can be got at. They're they're a bit shaky at the minute, Man United, but I think Aston Villa they're complete, absolutely relentless and put four past West Ham, six past Brighton. Um, yeah, it's really really difficult. Sat here as someone chatting on a Luton podcast to say, yeah, they've got this weakness or that weakness. It's um, it's a really difficult team to analyse in terms of how, how we can get at them. But that's that's the reason that Rob Edwards is, is in the job that he is, that he's in. He, he, he will certainly set us up in the way that we can get at Villa and try and it, sort of impose ourselves. Yeah, just adding to, to I guess, the, the complimentary comments there for how Villa have done in, in recent times. They're a club that I guess you can consider in, in the bracket of Brighton and Brentford who have laid down the foundations in, in terms of intelligent recruitment, admittedly, 
um, fund. They've got a lot more funds, but they're competing above their weight from a financial perspective still. Um, they're a team that recruit fantastically well. They're a team that have an excellent manager in charge who has a style, who can vary his style of plays, flexible with his formations um, in and out of possession. And there is some real, real quality in that side that, that um, you mentioned it there. It's hard to, to really highlight where their threats are going to come from because they're, they're, they can vary their attacking play so well and they can add so many bodies to, to the attack. Um, they, they are such a good side to watch as well, especially at Villa Park. But yeah, I don't want them to be playing that kind of football come Sunday. That is that is for sure. We we mentioned the difficulty in pinpointing where their threats are going to come from, but we have to speak about Ollie Watkins. You you labelled him there as the the second best English striker. He he's, he's a player that. Again, like I mentioned, it varies his attacking play. He can get in behind. He can link the play. He can um, offer a threat from distance, but he's also a, a poacher. How, how do you mm. stop a player like that? <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? I think he's more of a on-the-shoulder striker than Harry Kane. He's certainly got a bit more pace and just a bit more agility than, than Harry Kane is, where he's he's someone that, that drops deeper and is is a bit, I don't want to say target man, because Kane's not a target man, but he's more of that, that build in terms of body shape and, and strength. But Watkins is very much more of a, of a speedy and, and on the shoulder, but can also be a, a striker that holds up and, and brings in his, his wide players and central midfielders. Um, how do you stop him? Um, just, I, mean, I think you, you just have to, Double him up, really. I think you've got you've got Tom Lockyer. You you will say to follow him around all all game, and if you've got a back four, you probably double him up with either your other centre half or or your your respective full back. Um, but if you put too much on him, then you've got Mister Derby as well supporting him, and there's someone that that follows Leverkusen. For those that don't know, I've watched Derby loads of times, and he he himself is he's he's lightning. He's 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 frightening. And as someone is like a second striker to, to Ollie Watkins, um, it's a it's a really good pair. Um, so, yeah, I think you probably need some midfield support as well in 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 the camber. Whether he he drops back and supports and and hope hope you have a sort of you, you almost need to just put put behind the put behind the ball in terms of let Conzer and Torres have the ball. You drop Morris and. And Jacob Brown or Ben A to, to support with sort of Zaniolo and Louise and Kamara, and then you you might need to drop drop Marvis to Camber back to to support that that back four as well. Um, so tactically, it's going to be really interesting to see how Edwards sets us up because um, at times we go man to man, and if we do that, then wow, that's really brave. And and if we do it well, then that that's a really good sign going forwards. Um, but I won't be surprised if if we double up on certain players just due to the threat that that that, that they do have. And there's plenty of creativity in that squad as well. Um, the the wonderful effort of, of John McGinn. You've got Douglas Louise who comes for. He's got six goals, hasn't he, in his last six games? It's yeah. very impressive record for from a centre mid that that typically was deeper lying. Um, but yeah, there there are. I think the message is there are threats all over the pitch, but at the same time with what we've shown in recent weeks, with the progression we've made and, and you know, players like Barkley and Townsend making an impact from the bench. 
we still have that that element of we can go there and we can get points. It's a Premier League game. It, it doesn't matter, um, as we say on this podcast so many times, it doesn't matter what we say about on paper. There is there is real, real ability in that Luton team. And, and you know, you take the, the last 20 minutes of that Nottingham Forest game, that gives you the confidence that we can go out and, and you know, really chase games, especially at grounds that, you know, Forest had that amazing, amazing home record. Villa, of course, it's one step up, but it gives you the spirit that we can go to these places and compete and and take points away, which is what we're going to have to do. Let's look at, at something else, uh, Jamie. We, we'll talk about the, the two players that are evidently of, of Premier League quality. That is Andros Townsend Senior and Ross Barkley. Both came on, made a very good impact against Nottingham Forest. What kind of role do you anticipate they'll, they'll play um, come Saturday? Do you think that, that Ross Barkley could start? And, and we'll link that with, obviously, our first poll of the week, which was, should Ross Barkley start against Aston Villa? Um, I think it depends on tactical setup. I think in the 4 3 one just to... To start Ross Barkley means you probably drop Pelly, and if you do that, do you lose a bit of structure in terms of that in terms of that midfield and, and solid shape? I think Ross Barkley on the ball is yeah. I think you can't debate is is ahead of Pelly in terms of Premier League ability and and what he can provide going forwards. But what he gives you in that he probably lacks a bit in the press and in terms of that structure which Pelly does give you. So. I think if Barkley starts, and does that mean you change a bit of the shape? Do you go back to the back three and go to sort of almost the two-one-two up top? Which, if you do, then that is interesting because you're probably trying to outnumber that midfield and win the midfield battle with the sort of the the three central midfielders against sort of Kamara and Louise, who are fantastic midfielders, probably a bit more industrious than the most, as you say. Okay, Douglas Louise has scored what five and five or whatever he scored as a traditionally deeper lying midfielder but if we if we can outnumber them then we might find some joy um so it's a really interesting dilemma that obviously Edwards has to try and solve whether we can get Barkley into that midfield whilst not sacrificing the defensive shape that that we've tried to form in terms of not, not giving too many chances away in terms of Andros I think for me probably a bit too soon in terms of fitness I think he was fantastic coming on away at Forest um and will definitely give us so much between now and, and January and hopefully beyond if he signs on for longer than that. Um, but I think for now, it's hard to look past sort of Chio, whether he plays left or right. I think Brown's done okay and I think probably is at most at risk of, of losing his place. But if he is, I think Eli has showed that he deserves a start. I think in that press, I think as much as the four two three one is is or the four four two, but it's sort of like that second striker is, is done well for us. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see us go back to that that five two one two in terms of just keeping our shape and keeping that bit of sort of defensive solidity. Um, and then that would be potentially Eli and, and Morris up top in, in the press, trying to trying to apply some pressure to their back four and having Chio right wing back on the break as well, which sort of can, can push us into a, a bit of like a 4 3 3 setup as well. Um so that a lot of choices and I think it's it's a good place a good place to be in, in terms of having options tactically and and in and, and personnel. Um so it's a really tough 
eleven to call in terms of how we set up on on Sunday. Yeah, in terms of that poll, seventy eight percent were in favour of Ross Barkley starting against Aston Villa, with twenty two percent at no. We're going to head into a short break. When we're back, we will go through polls two and three, and we'll also get Jamie to make that impossible call, which is the uh, starting 11 prediction and then the school prediction. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for part two of today's episode ahead of Sunday's clash against Aston Villa. Just thinking about the, the first part there, Jamie, it's all been quite gloomy. We're, we're <laughs> bowing down to how, Aston Villa, how good Aston Villa have been. Um I promise you, I promise you, there, there is a chance Luton can win this. There's more than a chance Luton can win this. Luton are the fires of odds. We're the fires of absolutely everything in football. And that, that's exactly why we're in the Premier League. Let's go to poll two. Poll two was, has Tiedem Mengi cemented himself as a starter at Luton? Um, We'd we done this basically if all options were available. Has he shown enough to to cement a spot in that that starting three? It's a very very close one. We had fifty two percent at yes, and we had forty eight percent at no. Jamie, he's made a very positive start to, to life at Kenilworth Road. Still very young, plenty of potential, and and that ceiling is incredibly high. But do you think he's done enough so far to to warrant a call that he would be in a starting eleven with all players available? Um, I'm going to go with a 48%. No, I think I agree. He's, he's started well um, on the whole. I think he's made a few mistakes, which is absolutely understandable. I think he, lo- he obviously lost Chris Wood for Forrest a second at the weekend um, when he needs to just get in front. And I think if that was a, a lot here or but then maybe they probably stopped that second goal. Um, I think if, if, if everyone's fit, right, I think it's really difficult to say that he starts over two of... Burke, Lockyer, Bell, Anderson. Um, I mean, you've got four centre-halves there. Um, I think it's difficult to say that he, he he cements himself as a starter. I think if if we're saying our best back four at the minute would probably be a, a Burke, Lockyer, Anderson or Bell and Doughty is like a back four. Um, if it's a back five, then probably it's going to be a back three of Burke, Lockyer, Bell or Burke, Anderson, Bell. Um, so it's it, it, it's it's tough to say that he he is yeah he's he's first draw centre half um Abel and Lockyer he is he is the 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 guaranteed partner to to play alongside Locks um so no I think he's not he's not done enough that's not to say that he's not been been awful I think he's been, he's been good he's he's made mistakes but you think hands up he's twenty one years old first 
full Premier League season, completely gets a free pass on the whole this year in terms of mistakes because of his age and his experience and 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 what we've brought him in to do. Um, so I'm really big on his future at the club, um, but in terms of the short to medium term, no, for me, he's, he's not a starter. I think I'd agree with you there. Um, I think performance-wise, considering where he was when we got him and, and what he's shown so far, I've been really, really impressed. But when you consider, as as you mentioned there, the, the options that are available, Burke has, has seamlessly made that step up to Premier League. He's been he's been awesome, I think, so far. Lockyer and Anderson, I think that's the battle for the, the two central, more central role. And then, obviously, um, Amari Bell on the left-hand side. So, he sort of just leaves that right-sided centre-back role. And I think that's going to be a real battle this season. Um, you've got Osho there. Obviously, the, the battle was between Osho and, and Burke last season. And with both their injury records, of course, there's going to be so many opportunities for, for Mengi. There's going to be so many opportunities now that now that Burke could be could be injured for, for a fair bit of time. But I think the the... What we can take away from it so far is he's progressing at an exciting rate and he's adapted to Premier League football probably quicker than I would have thought. Um, as you mentioned, that there are frailties, there, there will be mistakes, there will be elements of his game that he needs to work on. But, but ultimately, at 21 years of age, we've got a real gem in our hands, I think, and the, the amount of Premier League football he gets this season, you know, 20... 25 games if he could if he could uh, play that many games you just think what his price could be in in today's market which you know probably talking 20 to 30 million if he can get a real real extended run in the team and can continue progressing at the rate he's progressing let us go on to poll three jamie and that was are the next three games all three hits and again, it was a very tight one. 52% at yes, they agree that the, the next three games are all hits. And there was 48% at no. And, and just to remind you, it is Aston Villa away, Liverpool at home, and then Manchester United away. Where where does your head lie? Um, it's tough. I mean, I saw someone's replied to that tweet in terms of not liking the term three hits. And I think I completely get where that person's coming from um, because it's really difficult to almost be a fan and go into the three games and expect three defeats. I mean, I'll be, be doing all three and to, to go into the three games and saying, yeah, we're going to lose is, is, is the difficult thing to, to stomach, especially after the, the, I guess the run of seasons we've been on as, as sort of that, that, that confidence to, to Premier League journey. Um, but, I think fundamentally these three games aren't going to define our season, right? If if we come out of the next three with zero points, as long as we put in performances that you're you're proud of in terms of not 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 looking out out of place and really battling and competing, and I, and I know we'll do that because that's that's the sort of team and the club that we we are and have been over the last decade or more. Um, I think any point in the next three is a bonus point. And if, and if you're if you're saying that to yourself, then I think that, that comes under the definition of free hit. If if we get a point away at Villa or a point home to Liverpool or a point at Old Trafford, you're buzzing by that. Like you, you, you are really, really happy with that outcome. 
Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough, despite what I've said in terms of not liking that phrase of calling it a free hit and and it sort of almost is down, down before you're out sort of thing. Um, I think it, it, it is. It is. Uh, and it's tough in the mindset because before you think, oh, a point out of three is not good enough because you're against teams at the top end that are going to be relentlessly win- winning. But we're now in a battle where you're against a, a Burnley, a Bournemouth, a Sheffield United, an Everton and, 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 and the like that aren't going to be getting points at a rate of two points a game that we're used to over the course of the last 10 years. Um, it's Burnley if you're Bournemouth at the weekend. So they, so one of those teams are going to gain a point if or, or maybe three. Um, so yeah, that they could go in the grand scheme of things, but it's a 38 game season. So you need to look at it across a, across a marathon. Um, and yeah, a point out in the next three would be absolutely acceptable, no matter who it, who it comes up against. Yeah, as that comment you alluded to, um, I think it it depends on your your own definition of of free hit. Um, in my eyes, I think you can look at it as if after the three games have happened, if you look back at it and think, you know what, we got zero points, but you know we battled well, um, we shown good glimpses. I think that could potentially be be classed as as a free hit. Games that you're not too disappointed that you haven't taken points from, but you you can be spirited by the displays um but yeah i think i would have lent towards no just because i think free hit to me suggests result and performance um i want to compete in these three games i want to again show progression in performance so in in that respect um i would have got i would have lent towards no but but as you say jamie it's, it comes down to probably a definition of, of what a free hit constitutes as um so yeah i think that's where my heart would lie i think we've met we've mentioned it there that, that sorry we mentioned it when we were speaking about the villa game that one for me is the toughest of the three um it probably goes in order then then liverpool and i generally i look at manchester united at the moment and they are a team that are I'm not going to say there for the taking because we have to respect manchester united the the stature of the club but they are the team that are struggling the most. They're a team that, you know, have had their internal issues as well. Um, against Sheffield United, Sheffield United played quite well. I think they created the better chances, especially in the earlier stage of the game. And if you see a, another team do that, you, you sort of, a, another club that's seemingly um, placed in your, your own level, then you start thinking, what can we do when we go there? And, you just think it's going to be absolutely buzzing by the time we go to to Old Trafford, and imagine we take a point against Liverpool. How how good the feeling will be going into that game. Um, so yeah, I look at that Manchester United game and think there is the biggest potential of of getting something from there um, compared to to the other two games that we've got coming up. Let's uh, turn I think it, uh, I, I think just just to sorry, Bill, just first just to add to that free hit thing i think there's no underestimating how big goal difference is i think you're sat here i've got the table in front of me we're nine games in on minus nine goal difference you've got burnley on minus 16 bournemouth on minus 14 sheffield United on minus 17 like as long as we don't come out of the next three with minus 15 16 plus goal difference like i think you have to say fine because i think it, it will come to next may and 
it really could come down to goal difference. If you look at the teams at the bottom, um, you probably say it's the five teams at the minute in terms of Everton, us, Burnley, Bournemouth, Sheffield United. There's other teams that could come into it. You've got Promise, Brentford, Fulham, etc. that could, could come into it. But there's the five teams at the bottom and it, it's such a tough division and I think it can come down to goal difference. So if we can come away from Villa and it's only 2-0, given the context that it's 6-1 against Brighton, 4-1 against West Ham, two very good Premier League teams. If we can come away and, and as you say, come out with a good performance, we've battled, we've competed, scoreline's respectable. Because um, Brighton away, I think we battled, we competed, but the scoreline being 4-1, that, that, did, that did hurt. I think it wasn't a 4-1 game. Um, and although as a performance, game one, we were pleased with the other performance. It, it wasn't nice to say that it, it was a 4-1 game. Um, so if we can play that game again and it was a 2-1 game, I think you'd be even more buzzing for that. Um, not buzzing, I think buzzing's really, really wrong. Like, I, think, I think that word is probably the, the wrong word to use. Um, but, but you'd be satisfied with coming away 2-1, 2-0, good performance. Um, so it really is getting into that, that, that level of detail at this stage. Let us move on to the, well, back to the Villa game. Let's go through your starting lineup for Sunday's game. Um, so, yeah, probably a bit different. I, I really do think we're going to potentially switch back to a back five against Villa, given the, the task at hand and given, I guess, the matchups that we need to, we need to deal with. I think that midfield is going to be really interesting um, and we're going to need to try and probably add, a, add an extra body in there for me. Um, so I'm going to go back to like the 5-3-2. The five, I'm going to go back three subject injuries of Burke, Lockyer, Mengi, just because Bell's out, Anton's out. I think too soon for Osho. I think he played an hour in, in, the, in the development game this week. Um, so that's my back three. Wing backs of Benny and Doughty, um, potentially Kabore, but I just feel like if it is a five-three-two, and given who I want to play up top, you need to get Benny in there somewhere. So I'm going to play him at right wing back with Doughty left wing back. Midfield three of Nakamba, Pelly, and Barkley, um, just to get Barkley in the side, add that bit of quality on the ball. So on the break, um, when we do win it back, we have that. Ability to play in our Bene and, and play in our forward line, which is going to be Morris and Eli. Um, I just think that's for me that's the right balance in terms of midfield structure, defensive structure, and then on the break to have the pace of of old Bene and then I guess the the hold up play of both Morris and Eli with each other. That partnership that worked so well last season um, and the quality of the ball of Barclay and 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 the doubt with a left set piece threat as well. Um, I just think for me that's that's the right all round balance to go to Villa and 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 almost try and get that smashing grab one 0 win. I'm really really struggling with this. Obviously, with no team news as of yet, it makes it more difficult. Um, as you say, that the Burke situation is an interesting one at this stage. Um, I'll, I'll do the same as you. I'll, I'll have it in my head that that Burke's available, so I'll have Kaminsky in goal. I'll have Burke Lockyer. And Mengi, and I guess if Burke's not available, Mengi to the right, and then do you bring Osho in yet? Yeah, it's it's a very difficult one, so that's why I'm going to stick with my thought that 
Burke is going to be available. So uh, it makes things easier for me. Um, obviously, Doherty on the left. This stage, I'll go Kabore on the right. Again, give him a more advanced position. Um, it's more to do with the impact that, that Ogbene can have. And, and I prefer him in a forward position than, than a right wing back, although he can still pose a threat from there. Um, I'm going to stick with the 5-2-3 and, and my basis for that was our performance against Fulham. I think tactically we got things spot on that day. I think um, we, we may not have been the best performance in the world, but I think tactically Rob Edwards got that spot on. Um, and that, the, the speed we played in transition with Lukonga and Nakamba was fantastic. And I think Barkley, bringing in Barkley will, will probably be best um, in, in terms of trying to recapture that kind of speed that we, we generated in the attacking transition. So I, I'd have Barkley next to Nakamba. And then the front three, again, where things get interesting, left wing of Bene, because I think that that partnership that he, him and Doughty have is absolutely frightening for, for any defence in this division, you know, regardless of, of how strong we think Villa are. They will test. They will continue and continue to test that defence. Um, Morris centrally, um, and then it's the right wing decision. I'd love to say Townsend because I think he showed real positive glimpses against Forest, but I think we're going to have to manage him carefully given the the injury situation and and the fact we cannot really afford to have another long term injury at this stage. So I'll go for Chong, just about Chong over Brown, but that's again an, another real battle. But it's getting to that point of year, point in the season where these become really difficult and um yeah, sort of enforced by injury, but also I guess enforced by by form of players and, and the fact that we've got real competition um in depth, which is fantastic to see, especially at, at the level we're at now. Um so yeah, two different formations there and and a few different players involved in each team. The all-important part now, Jamie, let me hear your score prediction. Um, just want to caveat in terms of, the, as you said, this pod has been very, it seems like it's been very down, but I'm actually just like, I'm really excited for Sunday. It's going to be a good game um, and it's it's going to be a tough test, but I, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it plays out and really excited to see how we play in terms of the game and the level. I do think we'll lose. I think, I think we'll lose 2-0. Um, but I think we'll come away. I think we'll, we'll be really satisfied with the performance. Um, I think again, it's going to be fine margins on the on the wrong side of them. Um, but to come away with our, our heads held high um, against a very strong Villa side who really can break into that top four. Um, put, as, we, as I've said, put six past Brighton, four past West Ham. So to limit them to a to, to a two 0 win with a good performance, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be satisfied with. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, similar line of thinking. I think it'll be a strong performance, but I think Villa at this stage at home are an absolutely wonderful, wonderful footballing team. Um, I'm going to go 3-1, but yeah, I don't think we'll, we'll um, do ourselves any injustices. I think we'll perform well. I think that we'll have good moments but but ultimately I think Villa will, will be a bit too much and guess that that is respectable and it, it feels weird considering going from conference to Premier League mm. um speaking about a team and and saying yeah you know we'll take we'll take a defeat but 
uh, the, the the good thing, the good element of it all is is how um, is how Rob Edwards sees things. Um, we mentioned it in the last pod about him um, physically going one point, one point, and it, I think it just shows the ambition he's got, and he will a hundred percent be going to to take points from this game, and I think that's what we're we have to admire as Luton fans that we've got a manager at the helm that will seriously believe that he he knows how to to get points out of games and that's something that yeah i love as a as a luton town fan at the moment well a big thank you to you jamie for coming on today a big thank you to everyone else watching and listening Uh, we'll be back with our usual monday episode after the villa game reflecting on that and then it will be looking ahead to liverpool coming to kenilworth road Until next week, it's goodbye from us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.